Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. My motto seems perfect for this Monday morning. Find people in life who are your kind of crazy. If you do that, well, then you're always surrounded by people who speak your language. So find people in life that are your kind of crazy over football, kind of like we are. We got you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Our pledge to you on every Sunday night into Monday morning show is to be sure that we hit every game. Now, we may not hit every game more than once. We hit the biggest games, the major storylines and headlines at least once, sometimes twice. In fact, we're about to get back to Sunday Night Football and then the vintage Tom Brady drive, as well as what we saw with Bills and Jets. And so we do hit the top storylines again. But even if we only get to your favorite team or your favorite team that's causing you major stomach pains right now even if we only get to that team or that game one time it is our pledge but it's harder during October because we also have baseball I still have not had a chance to get to the World Series though we will and then college football and if I don't get to the big college football on these next 40 54 minutes or something like that then I will definitely do it on Monday night because I enjoyed watching On Saturday afternoon, it was the dulcet tones of leaf blowers and college football. The first full weekend in November, and all felt right with the world. Except it was 77 degrees in my neighborhood, which is weird for the Northeast. I was wearing flip-flops and shorts and a tank top on Sunday and Saturday, so that was just odd. I actually had to turn on the AC. No one turns on the AC in the Northeast in November. Midsummer sweat. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was gross, actually. So it was a little bit of weirdness. I hope that you remember to turn your clocks back with everything that was happening in sports on Saturday night. I didn't get an extra hour of sleep, but I was happy to be able to flip the clock back. So I got a few hours of sleep. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We don't sleep here on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You're weighing in who is most morbid and mortified and miserable on this Monday morning. <laughs> Would you believe someone actually asked Aaron Rodgers why he looks so miserable on the field right now? <laughs> I feel like that's kismet. Uh, that's I don't believe in karma, but if I did, <laughs> that is appropriate. Is it not? That means we can't vote for anything other than the Green Bay Packers as the most miserable. Maybe we should have just put Aaron Rodgers in the poll himself. He finally lost it. He was finally screaming at everything and anyone and oh, himself. Oh, no. He was screaming 
F-bombs on the sidelines. Generally, he tries to remain zen. He doesn't like it when, when he goes all crazy, but he did. He had no more tolerance for anything. He was he was ready to rip everybody a new one, including himself. Finally, he looked like Tom Brady on the sidelines. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Did somebody hide the tablets? <laughs> Find us on social. Vote for the most mortified team and fan base on this Monday morning. What I do throw is tablets. And they never recover. The Chiefs were in the running there for a little bit because their offense, after the first two drives against the Titans last night, in which they had nine points, their offense just stalled. And Tennessee loves that ball control game. They're so good at not only clearing space for Derrick Henry, not that he needs a lot, he'll just run over you, but the offensive line is so good at getting a push-up front and then Derrick Henry, you give him the handoff and he finds room and he he gets positive yardage and sometimes he breaks free or, you know, sometimes they just give the ball directly to the guy. So, yeah, Tennessee was able to use the Derrick Henry formula in the first half. Willis motions out to the right. Henry's going to take the Wildcat snap, clapping his hands. He's got it running right, finds a scene, picks up the first down and picks up the touchdown. Henry is into the end zone. There's a penalty flag that was thrown on the far side. There is no foul in the play. <laughs> the field is a touchdown. Love that. Derrick Henry with a four-yard touchdown run, and the Titans are on the board with 10.48 to go in the first half. It's 9-6 Kansas City. Willis will go wide to the right. Direct snap. Henry on the right side into the end zone. Touchdown, Titans. The King has number 76. First, Ryan Radke on Westwood One, then Mike Keith on Titans Radio. And so, yeah, this was a 17-9 lead for Tennessee when you throw in the early third quarter interception by Patrick Mahomes, though Travis Kelsey was taking credit for that one. You don't often see Travis Kelsey get mad to the point where he rips off his helmet and chucks it at the sideline, but he did. The ball went through his fingertips. He was really frustrated at himself. He just threw his helmet. Let's hope it didn't uh, hit any Build unsuspecting <laughs> observer on the sidelines. So it, it, this was looking dire for the Chiefs because they could not come up with any extended drives. Uh, they actually had a, a scoreless third quarter at home. So after they put those two not, those two uh, drives on the board early, then they were anemic, really, on offense. Early in the fourth quarter, though, we have the opportunity to see them kind of lock in. To this point, it had been quiet. I mean, quiet's relative when you're talking about a football stadium, right? Especially when you're talking about Arrowhead. But Arrowhead was not what you expect from Arrowhead. It was nervous. It was anxious, but you can't ever leave early because you never know what Patrick Mahomes might do, especially on third and 17. Here's the snap. Mahomes is back to pass. Mahomes under pressure again, rolling out to his right, takes a peek behind him. Mahomes looking, now will run 35, cuts left 40, out to the 45, still on his feet, 50. He has the first down. Patrick Mahomes is dropped at midfield. On third and 17, Mahomes picks up 19. Christian Fulton on the stop. What a big play by the KC quarterback. 
Early on, the Chiefs weren't running the ball at all. It, it was almost this uh, polar opposite of what we saw with the Titans, where they were heavy on the run and heavy on the ball control, and they were keeping it for long stretches in the first half. And then the ball would go back to Patrick Mahomes, and they would chuck and duck, and not always successfully. But he was trying to get rid of the ball early. And there wasn't a whole lot of room to run for guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But on this fourth-quarter drive, Mahomes, brilliant. In fact, I'm watching the play right now. It happens to be re-airing on NFL Network. Third and 17, he snakes his way through the defense. He gets a couple of quality blocks. But what stands out to me about the way that Mahomes runs, he doesn't panic. He's not in a hurry. I mean, he's running, so that sounds funny. But he's not freaking out. He's not spinning around in circles hoping that he finds something. Nah. He's constantly on the move, yes, but he's keeping his head up. He's working the angles. He's stopping on dimes. It's deceptive speed, to be sure. But we're not talking about Tyreek Hill. It's smart. It's economical, if that makes sense. In fact, there was a Twitter account, I wish I could remember who so I could retweet it, where they talked about Mahomes' power walk. (laughs) Oh, It is funny because sometimes you look at him, you're like, that's how he runs. (laughs) Anyway, so he's he's able, though, like a point guard, while he's on the move, to be processing, to be thinking, to be seeing the whole field because he's keeping his head up. That's so important. And then, obviously, he has this ability to be elusive and to escape. And so he does it on third and 17. And really, this fourth quarter drive was about Mahomes. It was about Mahomes spotting opportunities and taking what the defense gave him. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble. And now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. And they did. Although it wasn't the first time when there were offsetting flags. It wasn't the second time when there was pass interference in the end zone. Travis Kelsey pitching another fit. He was getting beat up in this game. It was on the third attempt. Once again, Mahomes finds an angle, gets a block, and just tucks himself in behind the pylon. And his momentum carries him all the way to the outskirts of the sidelines where you've got the pads up against the stadium and he smashes the ball into one of those pads and the fans are reaching down and pounding on his shoulder pads. But he was fired up, of course. Six runs for Patrick Mahomes, 63 yards. All of them in which he is creating on the fly. The game goes into overtime and it's another 13-play drive. So actually a little bit out of the Tennessee Titans playbook. 13-play drive that covered six minutes. And weirdly enough, Andy Reid goes for it on fourth down. Maybe trying to take a few more minutes off the clock, hoping they could get a touchdown so they could end the game. Ultimately, we're not able to get into the end zone, but... Harrison Butker on for a 28-yard attempt. He missed an extra point earlier tonight. Also missed from 47. Made one from 23. Here's the snap ball down. Kick is up, and this one is drilled down the middle and good. So Butker good from 28, and the Chiefs have taken an overtime lead. 4-0-4 to go in the extra period. Kansas City 20, Tennessee 17. So it all comes down to this. Fourth and 26 from the nine. 
Willis in the gun, three receivers right, single man left. Henry is in the game, a wing to the left. Willis back to pass, looks, throws right side, knocked away, incomplete. The ball game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs have won 20-17 in overtime. Legereus Sneed knocked down the desperation pass, and the Chiefs have won. Tennessee's five-game winning streak is over. These are the, t- the playoff games. These are games you're going to need if you want to try to win a Super Bowl. Um, and uh, obviously, we want to be that, that high flying scoring every time we're out there on the field. Um, but I think with the schedule that we've played, we've won all different type of ways against a lot of great football teams. So uh, we show that we can do it in different ways. Um, but uh, we got to keep it going. We got to keep building, keep getting better offense, defense, special teams, uh, and try to prepare ourselves to go out there and win the AFC West. We're bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. And uh, they tuned it up the whole second half. And I thought really. Did a nice job, and then offensively, the guys battled, and uh, you know we're fortunate to have Pat and and Kels, and uh, that continuity between those two is something. I mean, it amazes me every time I have a chance to watch that. So, um, and then listen, I, I can go back through, but the main thing was we won a game where we were behind a bit. It was a struggle. We were up and down, and the guys all hung together. And you got to win this. I mean, you got to be able to do this. It was a battle. Um, I, already, I already texted Bobby uh, through my trainer said, I'm not coming in tomorrow. So, uh, no, it's a, <laughs> it's a battle. Um, you know, going into this game against this team, it's always going to be a battle. It's going to be a fight. Um, and I'm proud of the way our guys responded um, and uh, made it happen there in that second half because uh, for a time, like I said, for a time there, it looked bad. And so uh, you got to win games different ways in this league. Um, and I'm glad our defense stepped up and made the plays that they play. We're going to need them uh, as the season goes on and, and to keep us in games and give us chances. The numbers don't tell the story. Listen to this. Patrick Mahomes tries 68 pass attempts. He throws 68 passes, 43 of them caught, nearly 450 yards of offense, and yet ultimately it's him on the ground that gets them into the end zone late when they were trailing. They didn't even have 10 points. He has a touchdown. He has an interception, but he gets sacked four times. He's hit eight other times. That's why he's extremely sore after this win. (laughs) It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Kansas City, 91 offensive plays to just 48 for the Titans. Malik Willis starting again. Ryan Tannehill not available. And so they do have 172 rushing yards, but... Malik Willis as the rookie, unable really to get the passing game going at all. And there were times late in this game where Henry was sitting on the sidelines. I think we could have probably done a little bit more. Obviously, everybody could, but, you know, there's no moral victories. You know, while we come on the road, you know, that that's the thing I want to make sure. Like, we we came over here to, to, to win. That That's all we were thinking about doing. So, you know, I don't want to go down this road or, like, is there more we could done? Yeah, there's more that I could do. There's more that the coaches could do and the players and, until we can win. Let's go! That's the <laughs> Chiefs win, baby. That's the win. Through adversity, we continue to fight. Hey, Chiefs kingdom, baby. Let's go! Chris Jones was the one out there at 
midfield when the Chiefs won the coin toss and he freaks out. Let's go! <laughs> he is so, so funny and he's got great energy and the defense deserves uh, a ton of credit for ending this five-game win streak uh, of the Tennessee Titans. So Chiefs are now 6-2, and two, tied for best record in the uh, AFC with the Buffalo Bills. We'll get to them before this hour is done. The Titans fall to 5-3 and three, and who knows how it might have been different if Ryan Tannehill was on the field, but he wasn't. And nobody's going to feel sorry. There's uh, half the teams in the NFL that have gone through quarterback changes. So let's quick squeeze in another late game winning drive. We got one from Patrick Mahomes. It's why you cannot turn off the TV early, why you cannot leave the stadium early. Well, I was not feeling the same confidence with Tampa Bay because the Bucks offense was brutal again on Sunday for the majority of the game. In fact, for 59 minutes, once again, it was the defense for Tampa keeping them in it. Now the Rams... Their offense has struggled similarly. But Tampa Bay has a myriad of punts and drops, a blocked field goal, empty possessions. Only nine points on the board until late in the fourth quarter. They're trailing the Rams at home 13-9. to The defense forces a three and out by Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And with 44 seconds to go, Tom Brady gets the ball back. Yeah, we've seen this how many times? Dozens. But I didn't really believe it until they were deep into the red zone. But he's painting the sidelines. The Rams were giving them the sidelines, and he was working it. He was deadly accurate. Four completed passes, including the first one, to his rookie tight end, 28 yards. That's how they start the drive. Boom. And then after a pass interference, they are up close and ready for that, maybe that moment that turns their entire season around. First and goal, Brady on the shotgun, Otten sniff to the right side. Evans wide to the left, here's the snap. In play action fake, pass to the right side, caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay! Buccaneers take the lead with nine seconds, Kate Otten! Fire the cannons! Fire the cannons! Fire them again! <laughs> Faking the run, again. we've seen it so many times down here on the goal line to Fournette. He sticks it out there, Brady rolls to his right. Kate Otten blocks down and then comes out flat. Tom Brady gets it to him, and he's able to lean up and get in the end zone. That was awesome. That was f***ing awesome. It's all about the win, so it's all about the win, man. So Tom Brady, Todd Bowles, any, really everybody and anybody on the Buccaneers sideline, they're, they're just hugging the person closest to them. There's so much joy a huge celebration, and there's relief there as well. This is the kind of drive that can change your season. Man, it was rough for 59 minutes for the offense. But that one game-winning drive in the final minute, 55th of Tom Brady's career, doesn't matter anymore that the Buccaneers were brutal in the red zone, that they could not find any type of rhythm or groove. That's what it feels like to win. And gosh, it seemed like they'd won the Super Bowl the way they were celebrating. <laughs> Maybe it felt like that, too. Good for you, Todd Bowles. Nice to smile. It's joyous. We won. We hadn't won in a couple weeks, you know. It was happy to get a win. It was a hard-fought game. It was complimentary football. It was a team win. You know, it's a lot easier to fly overseas after you win a game than lose a game. So we just got to start putting them together. We needed it. We needed it. We got it. We fought to the end. Defense played great. 
made some plays offensively. Um, you know, I know we left a few out there, but it's a t you know it's a team's tough team. So uh, got some great players. Glad we won. We just had to do it. You know, there wasn't really an option. Um, I don't know. It was just determination. I feel like as you know, everyone knew what they had to do. Everyone had to know they had to do their assignment. You know, for us to be successful, and um, we should go execute. So Todd and Tom and then Tristan Wirfs from the offensive line. They were not losing this game. And what a moment for the rookie, Kate Otten, who gets not just the big catch initially, but also into the touch into the end zone for his first career touchdown. So Bucks delivered a game-winning drive, courtesy of Brady. And then we saw the guy they call Mini Brady, or they did. I think that's dumb. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs also rally late, both of them on their home fields. The Bills were on the road, and they were looking for a little late magic. Didn't quite go the, the way that they anticipated. So we'll get to the Bills and the Jets coming up before the end of the hour. Also, a quarterback change yet again in Carolina midstream. Straight ahead. Hey, the World Series ended this weekend. <laughs> Did you hear? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Colorado's 2-1. And Alvarez belts it deep to center and sends back fairly. Still going back at the wall. See you later. See you later. A three-run home run for you on Alvarez. And the Astros go up. Three to one. What a shot. Bombs away for Jordan once again. And it's madness in our house again. 
a 450-foot home run to straightaway center field. He hit that over the batter's eye. Incredible. And Minute Maid Park is on fire. Mancini playing behind the runner at first. He goes, and the pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker over toward the line and foul territory. Makes the catch, and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. For the second time in six years, the Astros are baseball's best. They beat the Phillies tonight by a final of 4-1 to one and win the World Series four games to two. A mob scene between the pitcher's mound and second base. I've heard somewhere before that you can never underestimate the heart of a champion, and here we go again. Houston proud and Houston strong. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on Astros Radio. I feel like I've spent so much time with them over the last month. They get to call a no-hitter in the World Series and they are on the microphones as the Astros eliminate the Phillies and win another world championship the second time in six years, as you hear. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Whatever you may think of the Astros, you can hate them forever if you want to. I actually tweeted this over the weekend, and people went nutso on me. You can hate them forever if you want to. That is your prerogative. You can believe, like many people believe against the New England Patriots, that nothing they do is legitimate. Fine. But they aren't cheating under Dusty Baker. You can hold a grudge and never forgive them for what they did in 2017. You can believe that that ring is tarnished and undeserved, but they're not cheating under Dusty. His integrity, his reputation, those are unquestioned. And he is worthy of a ring. And I cried happy tears for Dusty. He was mobbed in the dugout. Couldn't even get up the dugout steps. Mobbed in the dugout by his coaches, by his staff, He was hanging on to the dugout fence so that he didn't get knocked over while the celebration is taking place with the players on the field. And of course, as they pass the trophy around and as they're standing on the podium, everyone has the opportunity to revel in this win for Dusty and hear what he had to say about it. This is the greatest, greatest bunch of guys. They told me in spring training that... They were going to win it. Now, what's next? Party. Party. It means the world to our families. (laughs) It means the world to this city. Everyone's so fired up. I'm so thankful um, and blessed to be a part of this team. And uh, honestly, can't wait to get to spring training next year. So the new finger, maybe. I know we got spring training. And what's the party tonight? I don't know where I don't know where it's at, but Dusty Dusty might know. Dusty's gonna know. <laughs> Alex Bregman and Dusty Baker on Fox as well as on MLB Network. Party. <laughs> Jeremy Pena, I think just the third rookie ever to win a World Series MVP. Not only did he have numbers at the plate, he was 10 for 25, but he also flashed the leather. Remember, he's a gold glover at shortstop, and it was so much fun to see him on the grand stage this year. Shout out to these guys. You know, these guys kept me within myself, you know, their preparation every single day. And the uh, individual awards are cool and all, but that's the trophy we want right there. Put the camera on that right there. Let's go. <laughs> 
Two for four with a run scored on Saturday. And yes, first ever rookie shortstop to win a gold glove, which is really impressive. Uh, Justin Verlander finally gets a World Series win, right? So he gets that monkey off his back. And he was asked on the MLB set. He had his daughter there and Kate Upton, his wife, was there as well. It was really sweet. He's overflowing with joy, as you can imagine, after everything that he's been through. He was asked to compare this to his first World Series ring when he had just joined the Astros back in 17. I feel like I'm a different person. I, I, uh, I, it's hard to compare, quite honestly. I mean, 17 was such a different experience for me and where I was at in my life. And I was running out of the bullpen in Los Angeles. Um, you know, this one, I'm sitting in the dugout and, you know, chewing my nails off. I don't know. Uh, Plus, um, you got a win in this one. Thanks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that felt good. That felt good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I feel like... I've been a bit more present for this ride, and intentionally so. I, you know, having the game almost taken away, and my Tommy John, and um, you know, just the perspective that it's given me. I, I, I've just really tried to just enjoy these moments. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say that you're ever complacent, and you know how hard it is to get these things, but um, you know, having the game almost taken away from me, like I said, and and and, uh, and, and finding your way back. And I mean, if I could, if I could have had a pen and pad and paper and written a story about my rehab process and how that rehab would end. Here it is. Sorry, Mike wasn't on. The stuff that dreams are made of for Justin Verlander and certainly for the Houston Astros. Now, there are only five guys who are not five guys, pizza place. There are only five guys who are, oh, five guys burgers. See, that shows you how much fast food I eat. Whoops, I just lost so much credibility in the eyes of fast food lovers. Uh, the... The, the five guys that are still on the roster from 2017, in, that includes Verlander, as well as Lance McCullers, another pitcher, and then Alex Bregman, who everyone's going to hate forever, uh, Jose Altuve, who finally warmed up later in this series, and then Yuri Gurriel, who people may not even remember, was on that 2017 team. That's it. It's not the same team. It's not the same management. It's not the same manager. But I understand you're going to hate them forever if that's what you choose to do. I love the Phillies story. Phenomenal Phillies. Uh, the fact that they were the last team to get into this World Series. Well, last team to get into the playoff bracket. They make it to the World Series by taking out some giants. And they actually have a 2-1 lead in this series before the Astros rally and win three consecutive games. It's painful, but I honestly think this team has captured the right formula. Good team over there. Um, they played well. They hit the ball well today. Um, you know, big swing by Alvarez right there to put them ahead, and then you know their bullpen was lights out. So, uh, Framer threw the ball well again. Um, yeah, I mean, just tough. That's Bryce Harper, and he had what six home runs in the playoffs, including one in the World Series. It was uh, amazing. The one big question about this game six is Zach Wheeler. He was pulled after five and a third, and he'd allowed just two runs on three hits and a walk. He'd only thrown 70 pitches at this point, and he looked like he was still very fresh and was really having not a whole lot of trouble with the Astros, but he was pulled out, and then pretty quick after he was replaced, Jordan Alvarez jacked the three-run blast that was his third home run of the playoffs that happened in the sixth inning after Zach was done. So Zach was understandably dejected following the game. 
win or go home right there. And uh, I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow, but it's ultimately, you know, Tom's call and that's the call he made. I thought Wheels still had really good stuff. It wasn't about that. It was just I thought the the matchup was better with Alvarado on Alvarez at that time. <laughs> Alvarado was the one who got the whiplash as he turned around and watched that ball fly. It was a no-doubter, and Minute Maid Park erupted in utter, utter pandemonium. So, yeah, Jordan Alvarez started the the playoffs with home runs in games one and two of the division series, remember? Uh, he actually had two game winners. This was his third, but it had been a minute since we'd seen him pulverize a pitch. Couldn't have come at a better time. Congratulations to the Houston Astros. I kind of love it that we have a villain that's on top. It's fun that way. People really get into it. And a baseball season that recovered nicely after a lockout. I think most people don't even remember that there was a lockout that delayed the start of the season uh, and that lasted for weeks into spring training. All right, back to football coming up. Josh Allen's mad at himself. Uh, he actually took his frustration out on the kicking net as opposed to Odell Beckham Jr. who once proposed to a kicking net. Uh, and the Bengals who ride Joe Mixon until they don't even need to score anymore and they can take the second half off. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. James Robinson, the setback to the right of Zach Wilson and the shotgun. Two receivers to either side. Berrios in motion. First and goal at the seven. Back to throw Zach Wilson. Screen right. Caught Robinson at the 10. At the five. Reaches the ball out. He's across the goal line. That's a Jet touchdown. The Jets have the lead with 4.03 to go in the third. Yes, sir. Take a turnover. Turn it into points. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. After the second Josh Allen interception of the game, the Jets are able to take a short field and score. They grab the lead on Jets radio, Bob with shoes in. And this happens much of the consternation of one Josh Allen. He was ticked at himself after the game uh, and he had the early interception. It didn't really turn into a whole lot, but this one was critical. And so New York is instantly in the red zone and their newest running back acquisition, James Robinson is able to haul in that seven yard touchdown to put the Jets in front. The other New York team, no, the other New York team, no, the other one, uh, in front, 17-14. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Jets aren't done, though. They're able to do the little ball control action, six-plus minutes with the football, heavy on the rush. As you can imagine, the Bills didn't have a whole lot of success stopping the run, which I thought was interesting considering that Brees Hall is out for the rest of the, the season. They have Michael Carter. They brought in James Robinson. Uh, but last week against the Patriots, their run game really suffered. They didn't 
ever seem to find momentum rushing the ball, but they did it successfully against the Bills to set up what was uh, a big kick. I mean, a big kick for the Jets. From 28 yards out to give the Jets the lead. Minute 45 on the clock out of the hold of Braden Mann. The snap high, the placement down, the kick is up, and it is down the middle and good. What a job by Braden Mann to pull down a high snap and get it set for Zerline, who puts it through. 1.43 to go in the game. Jets lead by three, fourth and 21. As Allen drops back to throw at his own five-yard line, scrambling to his left, buying time, looking downfield. Leaves a bomb for Davis. Sauce Gardner's there. It's knocked away. Sauce Gardner in position on Gabe Davis. Knocks it away. And the Jets are going to take a knee and win it here at MetLife Stadium. The fact that we just beat, I believe they're the number one ranked team in the NFL. You know, it's a blessing, man. But at the end of the day, we all believed in each other. We believed in the coaches. They believed in us. So it was no doubt in our mind that we was going to be able to hang with those guys. It's a hard-fought game. It's a damn good football team, a well-coached football team over there. Buffalo, obviously, they're, they've got championship aspirations. But, um, but I don't think there's a guy in that locker room that didn't think we couldn't win. It's tough to win in this league. Um, you're playing a good team, and your quarterback plays like Made some bad decisions tonight. Really cost our team. Um, lot to learn from. Lot to grow from. But that's not that's not the uh, standard we hold ourselves to. That's not the ball that we play. Um, so, lot to look at. Lot to learn from. Multiple voices there, but first Sauce Gardner who knocked away that last attempt by Josh Allen. In fact, uh, they were able to get to him and force him into a couple of incompletions to wrap up the win. Bob was choosing on Jets radio, also had a big sack in there as well. So the defense made life miserable for Josh most of this game. And then you hear Robert Sala, no one shocked by this. Okay, that's not accurate. Maybe no one in the locker room is shocked by this, but there are a lot of people waking up on this Monday morning who are still trying to process the fact that these Jets have the same number of wins as the Bills and, incidentally, same number of wins as the Dolphins. And did you know, with the Patriots winning again on Sunday, every team in the AFC East is above 500. But Allen, during the game, takes his helmet and smashes it into the caking net. He's so angry at himself. He's frustrated. And we've seen that from him a couple of times over the last month. Hasn't liked the way that he has played specifically. Has felt like this team has not lived up to his potential. And he always puts that on his own shoulders. But Stephon Diggs still got his back. To me, he can't do no wrong. I'm saying, of course, he's going to be hard on himself. So uh, from my from my lens, it's like we can do some things better. But farm your own land. It starts with you go one eleven. I got to do my job the best way I can, and you know I start there. Can make or break you. Um, good thing is everything that we still want's in front of us, and we'll have to have to put our foot forward and uh, put our head down, and continue to work hard, and have a good week of practice, and, and get ready for the next one. And the other good thing is they have the same record as the Chiefs, so best in the AFC, and they hold the tiebreak against Kansas City. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You're looking for a massive offensive explosions, huge offensive 
performances. Well, you don't have to look too far because we see them a bunch. Now, it's not necessarily with the teams that you would expect, right? So not the Packers, not the Bills yesterday, uh, but the individual performances still have been really impressive on a week-to-week basis. And on Sunday, it was Joe Mixon's turn. Already four touchdowns in the first half and one more for good measure. Burrow takes the snap, gives to Mixon, bouncing it wide to the left. Penalty flag down, he's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for what could be his fifth touchdown. Let's see if the formation was legal. Did everybody line up on the line of scrimmage well enough? Offside. Ah, defense. defense yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about that? A 15-yard run for Joe Mixon, who has just set the Bengals' single-game record with five touchdowns in a game, and we still have nearly 20 minutes to play. (laughs) No, mercifully, they called off the dogs, or the Tigers. Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on Bengals Radio. They're fantastic. So Cincinnati bouncing back from what was a really rough outing in Cleveland. Was that in Cleveland or was that home? It was in Cleveland, right, on Monday Night Football? So they're up 35 nothing against the Panthers uh, after they score a touchdown on their opening drive, and they get 14 points off P.J. Walker interceptions. I mean, this was an all-out onslaught, Bengals and Panthers. And Joe Mixon sets the franchise record for a single game with the five scores. But that's not the only storyline to come out of this. Yes, the Bengals completely demolished Carolina. Baker Mayfield is back on the field Oh, that sounds awkward. Baker is back. Hello. (laughs) Hi. To start the second half and does some positive stuff out there. Second and 14. Throw to the end zone. Terrace Marshall brings it in for a Panthers touchdown. Jump ball and Terrace Marshall high pointed it. Brings it down. Second touchdown pass of the half for Baker Mayfield and for Terrace Marshall. The first touchdown reception of his Panthers career. Ah, except it's in garbage time, which is why you hear that tone of voice for Anish Shroff on the Panthers radio network. (laughs) So Baker, welcome back. Uh, He starts the second half and he has a couple of touchdown passes, 155 yards, blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter, but he does not turn the ball over and he leads scores on three of their four second half drives. Uh, Obviously the Bengals were I don't want to say they're half-assing it because that's not fair, but they had the game well in hand. Listen to this. Cincinnati, 464 total yards, six for six in the red zone. Just the fact that you're in the red zone for six uh, for six different opportunities is huge. And their, their time of possession, plus 19. Plus 19. I didn't even know that was possible. Ideal. That's how one-sided this was. Definitely not ideal. Joe Burrow, modest numbers. It was Joe Mixon who was the star as Cincinnati goes over 240 rushing yards. And so we'll see what happens moving forward with Steve Wilkes. Uh, He obviously didn't think that anything about this game was salvageable and they didn't do a whole lot right. Uh, They had a front row seat, though, for what Joe Mixon did. And he was able to... Be part of both the running game and the passing game for Cincinnati. I seen Joe throw the ball. I'm like, man, I better catch this. So I just uh, caught that thing, toe-tapped it, and, um, you know, it was just a great feeling. Like I said, it's a great feeling for me. And knowing that Joe trusts me as a receiver um, is a great feeling too. So, I mean, just having that extra tool um, for Joe I think is a great thing. And that's what we expect from Joe. You know, he uh, 
He's been the same guy every single week, working hard. You know, he hasn't had the production I know he's wanted, and today, big breakout game for him. So that's, you know, hopefully we can carry that momentum after this bye week and keep that going. Baker Mayfield's healthy. He did some positive things in the second half. I could imagine he was thrilled to be back out there on the field. Decision to make team-wide. You either you either keep fighting and uh, come out of this thing being proud of what you put on tape, um, or, or you don't. And this is, a, this is a team that, obviously, things didn't go our way today. No, definitely not. So thrilled may be too strong of a word. But he was back on the field, which has been... What he wanted, uh, and P.J. Walker may or may not get the start next week, uh, but the Panthers are in the basement of the NFC South at 2-7. and seven. Now, the Falcons did not win yesterday. They had a huge opportunity. Instead, they fall back against the Chargers. They're at 4-5, and five, same record as the Buccaneers atop the NFC South. The Saints and the Ravens play tonight, Monday Night Football in the Superdome. So we'll see if we have a three-way tie for first place in the South at 4-5. and five. Oi, the NFC is awful in in some stretches. We'll talk to you tonight. Enjoy your Manic Monday. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 